Never doubt yourself. Never doubt your opinion of things. You know, everybody's so worried about what other people are going to think if they share their own point of view or their own way that they see things, right? But if you believe it, then why question what anybody else thinks? So in my case, the things that I've been through in my life, I've experienced, I've chosen to go down whatever path. Um, There are so many people that they seek out affirmations, positivity, trying to connect with somebody that will be able to relate back to them, to help them lift them up. And don't get me wrong, I believe that that's incredibly powerful because my husband is that way. He's not naturally positive. Um, He gets pulled down really easy. So it's easier and it's best for him to associate himself with other positive people. But for me, I'm not like that. I'm different than that. But there are things in my life that have put me to that point, pushed me into that moment. And, you know, I'd met this incredible woman that had become a mother to me. And she was so confident in who she was. Not, uh, she didn't have a big head. She didn't think she was ever better than everybody. She just believed in herself. There's a difference between being an ass and somebody that's confident. Somebody that's arrogant and somebody that's confident. Because arrogant people think they're better than everybody else. Don't want to help anybody else because you're beneath me. And people that are confident are people that believe in themselves believe in helping others. Um, I can't tell you how many times, she wasn't even my mom. No blood relation, no family relation of any kind. This woman is a stranger, was a stranger. You know, and uh, when I got kicked out of my house at the age of 18, no driver's license, I was pregnant. I had nothing, no job, no nothing. You know, I was still a junior in high school when they kicked me out. And... This woman helped me, and she showed me what love was. She showed me how to be confident. She um, accepted me for who I was. And don't get me wrong, that was not easy because you have to remember, people that have lived through trauma, people that have lived through abuse, They don't want it to be real, so therefore they put it back in the back part of their mind and they never want to think about it again. Want to pretend like that never happened. So I never discussed 
what happened at home with her. Why? Because in that moment, I still didn't know that everything I had just been through was wrong. It was bad. I still didn't line up the dots because when you live your whole life, 18 years with somebody like that as a kid, I always tell my husband this, okay, imagine it like this, a computer. You're programming a computer. When you get a computer or the Apple is putting the information on this computer so that way it's just like a web page. You have to put codes in in order for this web page to come alive. And same thing with a computer. You have to put information into it for it to come to life. And children are that same way. When you have a baby, they are they start at zero. And you are the one that puts the information into their mind. You ever have your child go to school and then come home and you always wonder, where did that come from? I can promise you right now that child saw you, grandma, grandpa, dad, mom, brother, sister, do that same thing, whether they were cognitive about it in that moment, they saw you do it. And granted, they didn't act out in that moment with it, but the brain is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And you would think that, oh, they're too little, they won't know. That is false. That is so false. I don't care what science you do. That is false. I have memories from a year and a half old, even a, just at a year two. I have those memories. And those children, they remember that stuff. And it'll come out later when a memory is triggered Ever hear of triggers? Those happen in PTSD. They happen with uh, people that have been through severe trauma, whether it was war or abuse or uh, you know car accident or whatever the case may be. That's trauma, and your mind will do absolutely everything to protect you from that. So you might forget for a long time. And then long time down the road, all of a sudden, somebody says something particular or you hear a sound or something in that nature, and it'll come back to you. Same thing as in a child. Those are triggers. And when that's triggered, it comes out. And then the child comes home and you say, I don't know where you got that from. I do. They picked it up somewhere along the line. You were the program. You were the information circuit that put all that stuff into their head, whether you thought they were too little or not to remember it. The brain is absolutely incredible. Do your research. Do your research on the mind, especially ADD, ADHD people. When you look at the psychological chart of a regular mind, how they process thoughts, how they are dealt with inside the mind. And then you look at somebody who has ADHD, look at it. And you tell me what you think. Because if a child can't process that in that moment when they're ADHD, they might not uncover that for a long time from now. 
another thing too is disassociative personality. I never knew anything about that until the first part of this year. And I realized in that moment that I'm ADD, always have been my whole life. And I also believe that I have disassociative personality. What is disassociative personality? When you are very, very young, one, two, three years old, sometimes they say trauma will cause it and sometimes they say it just happens. I believe mine was trauma. And it is where you have your own natural person, the, your own thoughts, your own minds, that is likes, dislikes, um, your natural you. Then you have another part of you that your brain will create and it will push your natural you out of the way and put you on pilot mode or autopilot mode. And you are running on another side of you, another personality that was created by the brain because the brain is incredibly intelligent. And that is a protective mode that your mind and your body has put you into to avoid destruction. Because uh, their sole goal is to keep you alive mentally and even think about it, you go on a diet, you diet for so long, you lose a whole bunch of weight and you hit a plateau. Do you know what that plateau is? That plateau is your body saying, er, we finally caught up to you. We know exactly what you're doing. We have adjusted your metabolic rate and we have made it to where you will not die. So if you're starving yourself and you lost a whole bunch of weight, but it's like, man, I need to lose just this 10 more pounds. And then you've hit a plateau and your body won't go past that. It's because your body caught up to you. It caught up to your game and it's doing what it has to do to keep you alive. And there ain't nothing you can do about it until you learn to trick your body again. And then your body will say, oh, wait, we got to go in this direction. It's crazy. It is so crazy to me, even when I think about that. Because you think, I'm me. I know what I'm thinking. I know what I'm feeling right now. Lose weight. Burn it off. Lose weight. But if you don't continue to trick your body into going into a different direction, you will always be at that plateau. That's why they say, break the plateau. You got to shock your body. And that's the same thing with kids in school. You know, they go into this autopilot when they're being bullied at school. And some people, some children, they just cannot deal with it. They can't handle it no more. The autopilot's not working. You know, the body is freaking out. And then their mind gets the best of them. But I'm here to tell you right now, children or adults, if you believe in yourself, swear to God, if you believe in yourself, you know you're number one. And remember, this is not arrogance. This is confidence. There is a difference. 
you are number one. You come first and then everybody else does. Have you ever heard the, the saying, um, you have to love yourself before you can love anybody or before anybody can love you? You have to love you first. That is so true. So true, so true. So ask yourself this question. Do you think you're number one? Do you believe that there is nothing else better than you? And truly think about that for a moment. If the answer is no, then you need to start to believe in you. Start telling yourself, um, and I have them all over, these little confident speeches all over my house. I have Bible verses all over my house, but these things to help build up not only me, my husband, my children, it's a way to put into your mind, even going to sleep at night, listening to um, affirmations or, or um, meditation. When you sit and you listen to this stuff, it is like it is programmed into your mind. And you might not think that it does anything for a while, but it does. My daughter, um, I remember when she started the third grade and I went to a parent-teacher conference about two months after school had started and they told me, well, she's really good, but yeah, she could use a little bit more work. You know, fifth grade math is really hard and, and she really just needs to work on this stuff. And if you listen to that shit, you're only following in a line of everybody else. Why do we have to follow in the same path as everybody else? It doesn't work. It does not work. Not everybody is going to succeed on that one path. They just don't. We are not robots. Your mind is different than my mind. You have to find your way. Don't follow everybody else because everybody else is going that direction. Go with what you believe. Go with what you love. So I did at first, the first like two weeks, I went and bought the flashcards. And every night after school, after you drop them off at 730 in the morning and you pick them up because uh, you have a full-time job and you pick them up about 536 o'clock, and then you want to sit down and go over more stuff. What happened to rest? What happened to just letting the mind go numb for a little bit so you can get back to work at building yourself back up for the next day? So I did that for two weeks and I just, I felt in my heart that it was wrong. It was not right. So I said, no more. We're not doing this anymore. And absolutely no homework. When you come home at six o'clock, you're no more. We're done. Homework is from 7.30 to four o'clock every day at that school. You do your homework up there, do not bring it home. Because you have to have time to rest and recover. And I, my daughter, um, when she was a year and a half years old, she had asthma 
and allergies real bad. So the doctor, in order to figure out what's going on, they put they put them on their them steroids, and so when she once was a normal sized child, she became overweight. And that is so hard for you to watch your child that is got extra weight on them, because you can't. I, you, I've never told my daughter she was fat. I never told my daughter she was overweight. Never had these conversations with her. Never. Never changed her diet. Uh, because she didn't eat bad and she didn't eat excessively. I knew exactly where it was coming from. But you have to let the body heal. So once I figured out that these steroids were doing that, I stopped. No more. Not giving her a steroid anymore. And once I got the allergies under control, the rest of her body followed in, in suit. So by the time we get to third grade, you know, she's not loving herself like she should. She's attacking herself mentally. Why? Go to school. Kids are bullies. They say what they want to. Because if you keep your, ch your children home and if you have a good home, they will never feel that feeling of hurt. Because you don't have anybody trying to penetrate their confidence. And when you're a child, you don't even know who you are yet, let alone trying to protect yourself from these bullies. So I started to cram into her mind these positive things. You are awesome. You are number one. You are beautiful. All these positive things. You are smart. You are talented. And you don't just say it as you're smart, you're beautiful. Listen to the difference of that. You're smart, you're beautiful. Now, you are smart, you're beautiful, you are number one. Tell me which one you're gonna hold on to. You wanna hold on to the confident side of this. You don't want something meek, something weak, you already got that. Now we want to change it to something inspiring, something that has fire, something that has drive and strength. That is what you want. When you listen to affirmations, you want it to be powerful. In order for it to stick, in my mind, it has to be powerful. And I also started to do, I think it was probably fourth grade whenever it happened. Um, I started to, I remember the very first time I ever did it, I, well, actually, I believe this was last year, maybe. Either way, it doesn't matter. I've been cram cramming all these things into her mind, giving her that time, that recovery after school. Um, after cramming all those affirmations in her head, I started to, one day, I'd put makeup on her eyelashes, eyeshadow, did her hair real pretty, put her in an outfit because she was down. Put her in an outfit, took her out to the school because they have like this uh, big football field out there. And then there's also this real pretty uh, wooded area with a creek and it's beautiful. And you know, at first she was really kind of stiff. And always when I go in to take pictures like that, I always say, all right, time to jam it out and put on some 
dance music, hip hop music, uh, whatever the case may be. And I start dancing. I'm like, come on. And you know, they can't help. It's contagious to smile. Why? Because I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm doing me. I'm loving me. I'm enjoying my time. And eventually she starts to loosen up and eventually she starts to hear the music, feel the music within her mind. And I can see her start to relax. And in that moment, I get the most incredible pictures from her. She doesn't know it yet until she sees it. And when I show her in an incredible shot of her, she is completely taken back. Wow, that's me? That is beauty. That is you showing your beauty. You're, you're comfortable and you let your beauty come out. That is who you are. When you see this picture of you, this is who you are right here. And then when they see that, they see the, wow, I'm beautiful. Wow, I, I really am. I All those things mom's been telling me, I am number one. So in third grade, she drew stick figures. She couldn't draw very well. She did good in school. She uh, She's never had to have uh, additional assistance. But she was not a straight-A student. As time grew on and I was doing the, the, the makeup, the photo shoots, and affirmations every day, all day when she's with me, and I even make her say it back to me sometimes. And don't just say it back to me. Meek, I want to hear some passion behind your voice because you believe it. When you say it like you mean it, you believe it. And fifth grade comes along and she had a hard year um, with that. Kids at school were doing, um, the kids that she was hanging around with, they were smoking the vapor cigarette at school, doing bad things, having sex. And she decided, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be around that. I'm going to take a step back. And she was attacked for that when she was like, I don't want to be a part of that. That's bad. That's wrong. I was so proud of her for that. And, and I, she'd come home, she'd talk to me. And even with her and I being as close as we are, she doesn't, it's just like I said, trauma, you want to forget it. When it hurts, you want to pretend like that never happened. So in order to find out anything, you have to sit down in a comfortable setting and just talk about the day, positive things, awesome things. Really let them just talk, make it about them in that moment. Sometimes it takes an hour, sometimes it takes two hours, but you are listening to them. What is your likes? What is your dislikes? What is something you want to do in school? Positive, positive, positive. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know what you think. And it will come out. It always does come out because their guard is down and they're thinking and their mind. And do you know, by the time she uh, graduated the fifth grade, she actually had straight A's. Straight A's. And she started to sketch, freehand sketch, not 
I'm going to draw, I'm going to cut, I'm going to put it on the window, you know, back in the days, especially some of us 80 babies, uh, 70s and 80s, you put the picture on the window when it's light outside and you trace it. None of that. I'm talking real stuff, real sketching. She taught she taught herself how to do a water droplet and it looks so real on paper. How did she get to that point? Positive affirmations, me listening to her, me cramming the positivity down her throat and then showing her how beautiful she was in a picture. Look at you. Look how beautiful you are. I can't tell you how many times she had come home from school and it was a bad day. This one day in particular and I was like, you know what, girl? We going outside. It had been kind of rainy out. And I went and I sprayed her hair down, made her hair look all ratty and messy, smeared mud all over her. And I had her sit in the swing. Incredible shot. Incredible picture. I had over 10,000 people see and comment on that picture. Because I told her, nope, they are not getting to you today. Not today. Not ever. And I did that photo shoot, and it's a sense of healing is what it is. And once I took her out there and I showed her her picture, she's like, oh, my God, send me that picture. I look so beautiful. Send me that picture. So don't ever think that anybody else is better than you because you have to love yourself before you love anybody else. You have to be able to... You have to be able to do you. You have to be able to know that you come first. Know that you are number one. Know that there is nobody else better than you. And then when you love you and you're confident in that and you go out into the world to share your story and you start to heal and you start to remember things and you let people in, they cannot penetrate steel. They can't penetrate concrete because that's the foundation. The foundation starts with you. You have to have a concrete foundation within you in order to get to other people, to help them. Remember that. Remember your children. Remember yourself and love you and put yourself first.